Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Tuesday Night Flight. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with none other than Lady C, the Swamp Queen. The Midnight Rider, Ben. What's going on? Uh, first and foremost, like we do every night. Um, how's everybody feeling? Yeah, it's a, it's been a busy week. Um, been a very busy, busy week. I'm tired from last year still, and I'm like I'm still tired until the middle of next year, ish. Okay. Um, I guess for me, I'm good from a sports standpoint. Disappointed. Um, Team USA really let themselves down um, with the tie with with Wales. Because now it puts them in a situation where they have to get points with England, and then it becomes a battle of who scores the most goals when it comes to them. And because they have to beat Iran, but they have to beat Iran by a lot in order to advance to the next round. So it's gonna be interesting. They're gonna have to really step up their play. So wanted to get that out the way because I knew we weren't going to talk about it. Well, I mean, you put that there, and I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we had an upset in the World Cup. I want to say Argentina lost. Yeah, Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia, um, which is which is huge. I mean, that's like it's probably bigger than Maryland beating Ohio State. We'll be probably closer to Tulane beating Ohio State, something like that. Mm. Mm. I think that's that 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 kind of sums it up a little bit. Um, we got a heavy show tonight, chock full of uh, heady goodness. Um, this is our last show of the week. We are taking a hiatus at least until Sunday morning for the holiday. So in the spirit of getting it all done and getting it in in a week, first and foremost, the big news coming out of the NFL, uh, Jameis Winston, he made some comments in an interview, uh, he said, it hurts my soul. I lost my job due to injury. And the policy has always been, you don't lose your job because of injury. When he said that about hurting his soul, it made me think. Why is it that he lost his starting job? He's coming back off of injury, went back to get injured again. Uh, he started three games this season. Um, he was 73 of 115, 858 yards, uh, four touchdowns, five picks. Um, he was sacked 11 times, but apparently New Orleans wants to stick with, uh, they want to stick with, uh, uh, Andy Dalton. So we have a New Orleans fan who's there on the front lines. So ladies, see, I'll give it to you first and then I'll pass, you pass it over to the midnight rider and, then we'll go from there. Okay, so hopefully my my connection uh stays good. Um Jameis, we, we got Jameis from Tampa Bay, and he's looking at the fact that he got benched because of an injury. Like that. You got benched because of your performance, um, you know, and 
your your un, your instability. You know, we're that nation is feeling like it, it's more so instability in your performance as opposed to your your injury. You know, um, policy stands. You get injured. Okay, cool. Whatever. You come back. But Dalton, like they they build a better they there's more a uh, better cohesiveness between Dalton and and offense. Like his his blocks, tackles. Like there's a better cohesiveness. They can do better, you know, around Dalton because consistency. Now, Jameis, not not so much because they don't know where the hell he gonna be when, where, why. They don't know if he thinking left, so they running right, you know. So with with Dalton, he's Dalton would put you in the mind frame of uh, like, a, like a pseudo breeze. Like he's going to put it in your hands. You know, Kamara never has to worry about where he, where he has to be because he knows Dalton is going to put it there. Taysom doesn't have to worry about, you know, where Dalton is going to be, which way he's going because he, they all they have to do is get open. That's it. And he's going to put it in there. Um, so, you know, it's unfortunate, but I feel truthful that it, it's a it's a good choice that um, that's been made on on behalf of the Saints. I have no qualms with it. Now he's the backup to the backup, like well, to the starter. I, the, you know, people get promotions all the time. That's that's it. And that's all. Like his stats really weren't that. He really wasn't all that hot in Tampa because of his performance. He got traded because of that. Um, too bad, so sad. Like you know, it's good that he's still a team player. You know, so whenever Dalton gets tired, he can come in for a couple of snaps once we already have points ahead. And you really can't mess up for 15 minutes. Yeah, so... um. From what Lady C was saying, I think I totally agree with her. I think this is more a move of not so much being benched because of the injury. You were being benched because of performance. And I think the team actually took a step forward and actually played better football. Uh, some things came together. Maybe people got healthy at the right time. I don't know exactly the, the elixir that made this right, but that's the kicker. It's just the team played better while he was out. It's the same thing that's happening here in Washington. Uh, quarterback gets hurt, goes out, and then the guy that replaces him plays well. And you have to stick with the hot guy because right now the conference isn't going anywhere in terms of record. You have two teams at the top, uh, your your Vikings and your Eagles, and then it's everybody else. And everybody else is in this hodgepodge between seven and three and three and seven uh, where you can get anything to happen. Anything can happen with six games left. You know, somebody can win six games in a row, Go from three and seven to nine and seven. And then they got one more left after that. And, you know, anything can happen. 
You know, so I think that's where we are living in and the times we're living in with this 17th game is there's more opportunity for teams to stay active. And with this seventh playoff spot, it gives everybody the opportunity to make the playoffs. So right now, coaches are probably less reluctant or more reluctant, let's just say, to to abandon the hot hand and have the growing pains of starting over with another quarterback. So that's kind of what we're in, we're in right now. It might hurt his soul, but you can't open the door sometimes. They say the best ability is availability, and he didn't have availability, so that's his fault. See, I feel like Paul Walken, uh, too fast, too furious, when he was sitting there waiting for Tyrese to come back so he could take off because y'all said some things, and I got to address that, and then I'll, I'll get to my point. And the first thing is Lady C said that Andy Dalton is like a Drew Brees type. Andy Dalton is no longer the red rifle. He's not the guy that he was in Cincinnati. That's number one. Number two, he's not good enough to wash, wash Drew Brees' jockstrap. He's a stopgap quarterback, and he is nowhere near Drew Brees. Drew Brees is that guy. Like, Mr. 5,000 yards is what I like to call him because he's regards, guaranteed to give you 5,000. In regards to talent, no, in regards to talent versus Jameis, yeah, Dalton would qualify to at least lick Breeze toes. Because it is, it is the best, better man on the worst day. Uh, well, you know what they say up here in this area. Number one, you welling, and number two, you lunching like a motherfucker. I'm just gonna let you know that. You know, or, or what they say down in the south, that's cap. But that's just that that's us differing in opinions. I can agree with that. Uh Midnight Rider, what I, I think it was Lady C that said it about him and with Tampa Bay. His final season with Tampa Bay. That's the thing. That 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, over 5,000 yards. See, that's the part that nobody recognizes. He had over 5,000 yards that last season. And he did it with Chris Godwin, Cyril Grayson, Jaden Mickens, Brashad Perriman, Stonehands, uh, Spencer Chanel, Justin Watson, Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard, Tanner Hudson, and Cody McElroy with his receivers. That's what he did, right? Now, let, let, let me back this up. 16 games. He attempted 626 passes that last season in Tampa Bay. Most passes of his career is 5109. The most of his career. I think he led the NFL in that as well. 33 and 30. Of course. Um, what was Tampa Bay's record that year? I think they were five and eleven. They struggled because they got behind early a lot. Most they, of they, they got was, behind early because of the interceptions. Right. That he threw and the fumbles, and then they fought their way back. And uh seven and nine. Seven and nine. He didn't even make the Pro Bowl that year, but they were seven and nine. He comes in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, but with 30 interceptions, you don't get Pro Bowl privileges. And, and 30 here, interceptions. Here's my thing. 30 interceptions. That's all everybody ever focused on in that 2019 season is 30 interceptions. They don't focus on the career high 33 touchdowns. They don't focus on the previous four seasons. He threw no more than 18 picks in a season. But he was forced to throw. But nobody's talking about that. They blame him. He's got such a bad rap. And what he said about this hurting his soul, I feel that. Because I feel that he didn't get, he doesn't get the, 
fuck it. I'm gonna do it. Let's do it. He don't get the same leash. Him and other quarterbacks that look like him don't get the same leash all the time. They don't get that. That 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 okay, you can come back from injury. We're gonna work through your struggles, we're gonna hide your flaws. They don't get that, they get to check the daggone gank. The same man comes out and scoots him and shoots him off the stage every time. Every time. But now, if that's Dalton that's struggling like that, you're gonna stick by Dalton. Dalton's my starter for the rest of the year. If that was Taysom Hill, you're gonna stick by Taysom Hill. He should get a little bit longer leash. To be able to say, okay, we'll see you struggling. You, you, you. What, are, what is the Saints now? The Saints are what? Four and seven. Mm-hmm. You're three and four at home, one and three on the road. I mean, in actuality, it's, it's too late in the season to be sitting here working through your struggles. But he's coming it's too back late in the season. It's a bit. Okay. It's strictly a business move right now. Okay, like, he can, we, first three we, games, of the season. you know. With the record we got here, we sitting on the goddamn couch for the playoffs. We, yes, we, you are. We're going to be the first ones on the fucking couch. No, no, yeah. no. You're not going to be the first ones. You're not going to be the first ones. You're not going to be the first ones. Now, you got a chance to turn oh, it around, shit. but the first three games of the season, he was one and three. Beat the Falcons, lost to the Bucks, lost to the Panthers. He's out. You come back. Now, every game since then, the three games, you lose to the Vikings, you beat the Seahawks, I don't know how. I'm still trying to figure out how they beat the Seahawks. Um, you lose to the Bengals. You lose to the Cardinals, which uh, the Cardinal game, Andy Dalton had a, an, an atrocious game. Let's not even act like he didn't. He had a terrible game. He threw more touchdowns to the Cardinals than he did to the Saints. You come back, you smash the Raiders. You lose to the Ravens. You lose to the Steelers. What's the difference? What? what I mean, really, what's the difference? Honestly. Dalton as a starter is what? Three and, three and four. Three and four. Below 500. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Niners coming in. You going to visit the Niners on Sunday. Then you got the Buccaneers after that. I think um, John Allen today said it probably the best. He said that um, when he was at Alabama, Nick Saban told him that he doesn't pick the coach. The team picks the I mean, I'm sorry, the team doesn't pick the quarterback. I mean, the coach doesn't pick the quarterback. The team picks the quarterback. I'll say it again because I messed it all up. The coach doesn't pick the quarterback. The team does. And he, what he was referring to is just how the team rallies or supports the guy that's putting the signal caller or the level of belief they show in that signal caller when he's on the field. Now, I don't know New Orleans um, situation intimately or enough to make that judgment, but I think at times coaches go with, either what the captains are telling them. So so sometimes it's just a thing of the politics in the locker room. So I don't have this. Uh, I know what you're saying on the other side of this, of quarterbacks of our um, color not getting opportunities, and that's very true. Uh, that's always going to be true because we aren't supposed to be in that position. But now that we are, we have to make it harder for them to get us out of that position. Like we have to do the things better, just like with these coaches, like Jeff Saturday becoming the head coach. Like these are options they get, opportunities they get that we have to fight um, to get those opportunities to get those chances. Um, I used to play a game where I used to always look at the backup quarterbacks just to see who they were and look at the names and I see game names like David Blau, Chase Daniel, guys like that. The guys I know aren't really that good and shouldn't be in the league. And you see a kid like a Bruce Perkins 
um, in St. in um, L.A., and then you don't see another black face. So you get to like Tyrod Taylor. The numbers don't make it to me. The numbers don't show that they try to develop the young black quarterbacks. Um, and there's a bunch of them starting every Saturday in college football. So I think we got a little bit off topic and I apologize for that. But I mean, that's the truth. It's just, it's nothing. There's no structure in place that gets that young black quarterback the opportunity. You got to come in, you got to show it right away. And if you don't show it, um, unless you get lucky like a Tavares Jackson and, and you get a um, guy like um, Brad Childress to believe in you, you just struggle. Now, Lady C, before we jump into our next topic, I'm going to give you a chance to come back because this is your team. I'm going to give you a chance to come back. Here you are. You got a stretch of games coming up. And you, you're the GM. You're the coach. You, you got control of everything. Are you confident that Andy Dalton can give you this? Put you in the driver's seat. Maybe luck up and get three wins. Put yourself at 500. Yeah. Hell yeah, without a doubt. Shit, I'd sleep on that shit. I'd mm. sleep on I'd I'd bet shit. Bill Gates money on that shit. Fuck yeah. Like wait, time out. Wait, 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 wait. That's way. a heavy ass bet. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, because it is. Because it is. Like I say, it's unfortunate, but you know, I'm definitely looking beyond skin color at this point business is fucking business business fucking business you take wince out put heineke in business is fucking business who gives the better blowjob at this point business is fucking business here we go let's go baby you're welcome mm, mm, mm. you're welcome i'll be here all damn week well but still hr yes, bought the car HR, now hr needs to be thankful Mm, HR mm, is mm. always calling, you know, and I, I couldn't make it Sundays, you know, uh, had had mommy issues going on, couldn't couldn't make it. Um, so, yeah, I, I miss it. So I got to get my digs in. Um, but no, business is business. That's the final answer. Hell, Dak and Rush. Dak, you know, Dak set out. Rush came in and did the damn thing. No, so that doing shit, yeah. Uh, he would have been set the fuck down too. But I mean, if your performance was barely subpar before you got injured, and you come back and you're struggling even more so, and you know, and like like Ben says, the team chose team chose they went in and they they put that in the suggestion box before they took they before they took the clean that was in the suggestion box that this this wouldn't need to happen and that's that's game business is business point blank period i get it business is business can't leave no witness sticking with football like um with skin color at this point, if, if it ain't making it, it ain't. Agreed. Sticking with football, Washington wins again. Uh, they had a dominating first half, up 20 to nothing at halftime. 
Uh, came back a little stale in the second half, only scored three, but won 23 to 10. Um, Taylor Heineke, 15 to 27, 191. Antonio Gibson, 18 carries, 72 yards. Brian Robinson, 15 carries, 57 yards. Uh, Logan Thomas, the Midnight Rider, called it. Logan Thomas had a pretty decent game. Five catches, 65 yards. Scary Terry, four for 55. Antonio Gibson, three for 31. Uh, Bobby McCain playing that slot corner, playing pretty daggone well. Uh, Derek Forrest, Defoe, had a pick. So did Kendall Fuller, had a pick six. Um, Allen, Sweat, Davis, Payne, Casey Tuhill, all of those guys balled out. Um, now you're getting back Chase Young, who's been activated. Uh, John Ridgway uh, has auditioned for his second career with that suplex. And... Uh, Got to pay the fine, so everybody said they're going to chip in to help him. But let's not let's let's not look too far ahead. We were playing a Texans team that is one that came into the game one seven and one. This is a, a game that you should have won. Did they struggle? Not really. This game was never in doubt. Um, start with the Midnight Rider, Lady C. You finish it up. I don't know if you saw the game, but Midnight Rider, uh, you can go ahead and give your your, your grade from last week and your grade this week because you said your grade for last week depended on this game. So my great last week now for the Philadelphia game becomes an A minus overall because we they showed up and took care of their business like they were supposed to. They didn't let prosperity become their adversity. Um, so going forward, coming to the, this week, uh, the defense got out early, got us an interception, turned it for a touchdown, put seven on the board, come back, score again. Uh, I don't like our struggles in the red zone. That concerns me a lot. Uh, that's other reason why I was saying when we talked a lot, KG, I talk about Logan Thomas because I think that's the spot where he normally gets or he helps tailor out in a lot of situations. Uh, as far as the offensive grade, I gave them a B. Uh, I just didn't like the red zone execution. I think Taylor's line, you said it was 15 to 27. I think I think I would have had him at from the throws that I saw he missed, he should have been 20 or 27 with about 225, 245 yards because he missed a couple plays that he should have made. And, and those are the little things that I think keeps him in most people's mind as um, a guy that's not just quite a starter. He's he's good enough to win you a couple games, and be, but he, he's not the guy that's going to be your number one for a full season. In terms of defense, defense gets an A. Um, they came out. They totally dominated Damian Pierce in the run game. I think they had a five-yard first half. So anytime you do that for me, I'm sorry. I got to give you an A. Um, I'm watching the line as they come out and wreak havoc. Um, Big Van Vader, I think you called him Ridgeway. Uh, he came out and dropped the power bomb. You know what I'm saying? That was the finisher. And I like the fact there's some little things that I'm watching, I'm seeing happen that makes me um, feel good about this team on, on the whole. Um, the fact that you just brought up, the defensive lineman paying the fine, the little gesture where Heineke bought the O-line, the the, um, the the Jordans, like little things like that tell, tells me that this team is a team um, and they're building something special. Now the kicker is going to be how well do they handle the success and how well do they take care of the things coming up ahead of them. So with that said, the overall grade for the game, I gave them a B plus. Lady C. 
I mean, like the way um the play caller uh broke everything down. Don't, don't make don't don't mock my face, sir. But yeah, the way the play caller, um, uh, you know, I'm surprised that that he had time to really watch the game, uh, because he was he was busy calling plays, um, for coach. But you know, hey, cool. Um, but no, I, I I didn't see the game because I really didn't feel it was necessary to watch it. Like this was showcase. Like why? What was the point? It's that really wasn't shit. So like you should have beat them. There was no need to to watch the game. Um, you know your challenge game was. Uh, was last week the Eagles that that's always been, always will be, but to play the Texans shit like, hey shoot, um, little league team mm. can go play that, and and beat them, um, and it really made y'all, you know, I kind of went back and uh, looked at some of the highlights and everything, and the Texans made y'all look like a super team. Made y'all look like those that you know those five time championship bowl winners, but also a high school team could do that. So yeah, definitely should have won the game. You and y'all went out there and did what you had to do to win the game. As I think she's done. I think she's done. I think so too. Yeah, I'm done. Well, Happy for you. Okay. Yeah. Did good. Well, I'm gonna say this since she said a high school team could do it. Since a high school team could do it, how many rings you got? Um, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you got me real saucy right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm kind of real spicy. I've <laughs> uh, been real spicy this week. So, uh, yeah, I see. It's been real spicy. So, I see. I yeah, see. Um, no, just extra energy. Washington dominated again this game, second game in a row. Uh, 344 total yards to the Texas 148. Uh, they held the Texas to 21 yards rushing. Um, 11 first downs, two for 13 on third down efficiency, but where Washington defense came up short, fourth down efficiency, the Texans were four, four. Um, but they also sacked the quarterback five times and four, six punts. Uh, Washington had too many penalties, five for 36 compared to the Texans two for 15 and, uh, time of possession, 34 minutes, 56 seconds for Washington, 2504 for the Texans. Now, Washington comes back home to face the Falcons, who are without Kyle Pitts, who I believe tore his MCL. So one of their weapons is gone. If I'm not mistaken, I seen the line yesterday at three and a half for Washington. Um, Falcons coming to this game five and six. Uh, Cordero Patterson just broke the record for kickoff returns for touchdowns um, Sunday. And I I said something about that. And, you know, when they're going to call for him to be in the Hall of Fame, to uh you know because as one of the greatest returners because that's a great segue to our next topic the pro football semifinalist list the pro football hall of fame semifinalist list 
Hmm? Yeah, the issue with this is this. There's a kind of a lot of bodies that play the same position. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play this mix out. Um, there's about three three or four corners on there that I don't know if they deserve it, but they're in the mix. There's three or four running backs in the mix. There's three or four safeties in the mix. There's three or four linemen in the mix. So it's going to be real interesting to see how they construct this class. Looking, It's a lot of names missing from this. Um, and I do mean a lot. Well, I mean, you gotta, I think they have to get down to 25 semifinalists every time. Yeah, that's true. But it's a lot of names that should be on this list from generations ago. Uh, Roger Craig should be on this list. Why is Roger Craig not on this list? Because he would be, he would have to be on the veterans list because he's been retired for so long. He hasn't been on this list at all in a long time. Um, of course, you know, my stalwarts that should be on this list, Steve Tasker, Brian Mitchell. Um, we have Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Anquan Bolden, Henry Ellert, Jari Evans, London Fletcher, Dwight Freeney, James Harrison, Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, Tory Hope, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, Robert Mathis, Darrell Revis, Steve Smith Sr., Fred Taylor, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Demarcus Ware, Ricky Waters, Reggie Wayne, Vince Wilfork, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson. Mm, Lady C, being as though you are a Saints fan, you are a our southern most sideline junkie. I'm sure it's names on this list that you would pick over others. But if you had to pick five off this list, and matter of fact, hold on. Let me let me let me send it to you in our group chat so you can take a look at it and you can see for yourself you had to pick five names and i'll give this to you as well uh midnight rider you got to pick five names off this list that are guaranteed locks for you who would it be hmm. that's a tough question oh i got mine i got mine and it's it's without a shadow of a doubt all right without too much analysis. Um, I'll give you some time to see if you need it. If you need time, all right. So I got just on first um, blush. I would go Freeney, um, Andre Johnson, Real Revis, Joe Thomas, Demarcus Ware. That should be my five. I think I count on that, right? Mm. I got uh, <clears throat> Ware, Demarcus Ware. I got Freeney, Rondé Barber. Uh, ooh, that's it. Hester and uh, Joe Thomas. Did you say Hester? For real? Yeah, I like him. See, it, this this what this what it seems. Like. It seems like you just want to start controversy. You want to fight, don't you? <laughs> She's just being me. Look, I got the smoke. What she said she been all week. I told you, I've been real salty all week. Last mm. week. 
I've been real saucy. You got it. You got it. Mm, mm, mm. If you don't love me, say that. <sighs> Moving right along. I got Fletcher, of course, because his, his stats are either better than or just as good as Ray Lewis in the same era. Uh, Henry Ellert, Darrell Revis, Ricky Waters, and Reggie Wayne. Yes, Henry Ellert should have been in the, in the, in the uh, Hall of Fame. Should have been in the Hall of Fame. So, I just, I, I don't, you know, to not see Steve McNay on this list, Eddie George. Um, Man, I could, I, I think I could go on and on, but did not see certain names on the list. And that's a, it's a problem for me because it seems like once again, this is a popularity contest and Patrick Willis being a semifinalist now. And even though Patrick Willis was dominant in his run, he was right now. I'm sure somebody else that could have took his spot, Devin Hester. And I said this last year, there's nothing against Devin Hester. Everybody calls him the greatest return man in the history. And I'm like, yeah, I don't agree with that because I watched Eric Metcalf. I watched Brian Mitchell. I watched Mel Gray. I watched all these guys that define the position. I watched Deion Sanders as a return man. So, you know, I just, I guess I'm biased. I guess that's what you would call it. But I don't like the voting press, the uh, the, the voting process. Did you say you were bi or biased? I biased. For a second. B Okay, gotcha. Make sure. Okay, bye. Hey, I mean, if you are, you know, hey, there you. Uh, Jahari Evans is a is a New Orleans Saint. He played with the Saints from uh 2006 to 2015. Then he came back in 2016. Then finished up his career with in 2017 with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he was a fourth round pick, uh, number 108 in the 2006 draft. Uh, he was on the Super Bowl team, Saints 50th anniversary team, Saints Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to call it a weak class is coming, but the voting process has to change. It really has to change. So, uh, gonna go. The process isn't going to change because it's in the hands of the people. It's sort of like they're running out of options. It's like they're, they're just kind of running out of options now, so they're just throwing names in and just pulling them out. No, nah, what's happening like, is you got, you, know, people, you got people that we've watched play now starting to come up. So the, the, the hard part is just differentiating who was really dominant and who was just really good. And I think at, at some point – some of these guys are just really good. Like Anquan Bolden, really good. To me, Henry Ellett, really good. But I don't consider him a Hall of Famer. Like, I think that criteria for me for Hall of Famer has to be, at minimum, you have to be on your all-decade team. At minimum. Um, that's one of the things. Because I think we're letting a little too many people in. And I think we've had this discussion before where we talked about just about everybody. You know, everybody gets to get in the pool. It's almost like a participation trophy to some extent. 
That is true. And it's funny you say something about the all decade team. I set you up because I know where you're going. Now you well, say I'm that. Because really, magic's my guy. So I know how to set things <laughs> up, baby. <laughs> you say that. But Drew Pearson was left off so long, and he was on the all-decade team. He was the last one from the all the 70s all-decade first team to make the Hall of Fame. His backup, Harold Carmichael, made it before he did. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, but you, you know how that room is. I mean, the problem is a guy gets some sticks on this list for too long or a year or two too late, and that next group comes in, and there's a guy that – takes his, which would have been his normal spot, like maybe at year three. Now he's bumped because we're only taking two wide receivers. So now we're not taking that third one. So who's the top two? And then and then that third guy gets left out, and then all of a sudden he gets put in the back burner because now the next year is two more guys that you want to put in, and it's two more guys. And then you just end up getting to a point where it's just, this guy hasn't been in for so long. You know, some of his legacy falls off because you don't remember the legacy. I'll give you that. Uh, you say Henry Ellett was a good guy. Um, I say he was really good. 814 career receptions, 13,777 yards, 65 receiving touchdowns, led the league in receivings in 88, uh, three-time pro-, pro bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro. Not spectacular. I mean, he was great with the Rams, pretty solid with Washington, and he finished his career off with the Patriots in 98. Uh, yeah, but then you pull up Andre Johnson's numbers. Um, they're going to dwarf from even from a Pro Bowl standpoint because I think he's like eight or nine time Pro Bowler. And then you pull up Tory Holt, and he takes takes care of him in that number of Pro Bowls category, uh, being part of the greatest show on turf. So I mean, he might not have the exact total yardage, but just some like it's it gets tough, especially when you start mixing errors because. You have areas where teams didn't throw the ball as much. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the the work bell cow running backs. So it's going to be interesting. And here's my thing. Um, Andre Johnson, 1,062 receptions, 14,185 receiving yards, 70 touchdowns. You're right. And then that's another thing. We keep mixing errors, and when you mix those errors, it's a lot more going. Like the guys that played in the fifties and sixties, the receivers that played in the fifties and sixties, your um 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 your Don Hudson's, the Valleys, um, man, your 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 uh your Max McGee's. Those numbers are dwarfed because the game had evolved so much by the time we get to the 70s and Joe Namath throwing for 4,000 yards. Then you get to the 80s, Marino and the Mark brothers throwing the ball all the damn time. You know, they could darken the ball, the sky. Namath and Marino could darken the sky with balls all game long if they wanted to because they, they could pass so well. We don't, we don't have that that mentality as much anymore, but guys are, 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 how do I say this? There's more opportunities to catch the football. Yeah. And then sometimes you have more than one receiver. Now, sometimes you don't always be the guy. So I get that. 
moving on to our last topic, and we've been we haven't been uh skirting around it, but we um been wanting to dip our toe. We just look had to look for the right time to do it. And the right time is now. Kyrie Irving, who was out for eight games, serving suspension because of a link to a movie that's on Amazon. Said movie was $2.99 to rent. Then it went up to $4.99. Now it's, I believe, $49.99 to rent. Um, The book is like $50. Uh, But nobody's talking about that. But he was suspended for... anti-semitism mm-hmm. i guess that's what you call what he was suspended for and he had bullet points to reach before he could come back to the team and he made it back to the team but he made it back with a lot of damn support he got support outside the barclays center from the black hebrew israelites and Jalen brown was all for it because he thought it was the q dogs but then once he found out that it was the black Hebrew Israelites, he kind of backed off of his support and, you know, kind of put his hands up. Uh, I'm going to take my personal feelings out of this and just, you know, state facts. So that's how I feel. You know, that's how I'm going to handle this. And I'll pass to Lady C and what she has to say, the Midnight Rider, as far as Kyrie's return. Uh, a lot of people saying it's going to hurt the Nets because the Nets were better without him. Um, a lot of people say it's good to have him back. You got labor lawyers that want to sue the NBA. And I think the players association wants to get in on that because of him missing money was, you know, violation of the CBA over what, what it was. So lady C I'll let you have a crack at this first. You, um, yeah. So, all the the looks I have, my kid is over there trying to bake cookies, um, and it's it's not going too good. Fire Marshal Bill is over there, um, but does he need to come back? Yes. Do we? Does everyone need to turn their ear to what he has to say? Yes. Uh, the support that he has, I'm happy. Um, whatever they want to call it, anti-Semitism, and, uh, unsymmetrical, whatever the hell, y'all, if whatever they're saying that it is, uh, hate, hate speech, um, I, I care less because we've been getting hate speech, hate is hate that all our damn lives for the past thousand years it's been hate coming towards us um and you know like the old old saying goes and ain't no fun once the rabbit gets the gun so that's what it is so you making all these um mm, let me see how professional can i say um you making all these uh less hand people a tad bit uncomfortable hella uncomfortable and that pressure needs to still be applied and we need to apply the pressure more and um you know and it don't at this point it don't need to be little by little 
we need to go ahead and put that fucking foot on their neck. Um, yeah, they need to that you know they're in violation of his his contract. Yeah, he need to he need to re up on that. So that's that's all I got. Um, I hadn't bought it. I hadn't bought the um the clip to see to see the video, but I'm very interested to fully hear what all he has to say in, in, instead of snippets of, of inserts of what he had said. So um being what you got. Um I'm truly mystified by the actions of the NBA because of the way we got to this point in the process. I don't remember somebody getting this amount of time for something said in the public eye. Um, I think the biggest thing was he didn't apologize the way the media wanted him to apologize. And that became more of the issue than um, the issue itself. Because he said some things in one of the interviews where he even said, like, I can't be anti-Semitic if that's part of who I am. And I think the person that was interviewing was so busy trying to get him to say what he wanted to say that he didn't hear the words that were coming from Kyrie's mouth. Um, and I think that's part of the problem is sometimes we call ourselves uh, being open and now that the wor certain words are in the wrong hands, everything is woke this and woke that, but you're not woke if you're not listening. If you're not willing to engage in a conversation, there's not, no, you're not woke. You're not woke to anything because you're not hearing the other side. You're not giving the other side an opportunity to express themselves. So I think I'm willing to see what the, um, I think it's the labor operations of, of New Jersey or I mean, of New York and, and what they can recu recuperate or recoup for this young fella going through the situation. Cause I think they drew it out a little too much. And I think they enjoyed some of the, the money that came from him sitting out and the attention dollars that they got on all of the networks. And they got attention dollars for this project. And whoever owns this project is going to get a nice, healthy check cut to him um, in royalties from just the fact that Kyrie mentioned him. And I think it's a shame that by him mentioning him, he gets nothing out of this um, but, but a suspension. So I hate when people pretend to be informed when they don't take information or they don't accept information. So that's all, really all I got in the Kyrie thing. But on a side note, tonight you might get a big night from Ben Simmons because one of the Philly players just did something. Um, it's kind of why I have my head up. He and one of the Philly players just got into it, and that next possession, Ben just deed up the guard and didn't even let him get the ball across half. This might be an interesting night. Like what what Lady C just said, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. This might be one of those, those nights where, where you just woke up a sleeping giant and Ben might play some good ball. So I digress from that mm -hmm. um, diversion and I'll pass it on to um, KG. Well, my thoughts are this, um, and I, I'll try to be as brief as possible. Uh, I don't think that Kyrie should have been suspended for 
a post about a movie that he had no hand in making. He won no money from. He earned no money from. He said, hey, take a look at this. Tell me what you think. And they claimed that this movie had so much anti-Semitism in it and it was so bad. Then why didn't Amazon pull it if it was so bad? Why did they up the charges? Why did Amazon make more and more money off of it? And this movie is not new. This is not a new movie. This movie was in theaters a couple of years ago. So this is not new. And I'm like, how do you suspend somebody for saying, hey, check out this movie and tell me what you think? That's like telling me that I have to pay a fine because I tell you, you know, to go check out uh, mm, The Dead Don't Die. Not a movie that everybody liked, but it was pretty good, in my opinion. So that's my opinion. I, I liked it. I like Bill Murray. So that's just me. So I got to serve a suspension because I like the movie or I watched the movie that everybody else didn't watch. And I'm saying, hey, check it out. Just give it a chance. See what you think. That's basically what that was. You suspend them eight games. You give them this bullet list. But you have players that say the N-word. They say uh, homophobic things. They say all of these things. But they don't have to go through none of this checklist at all. You, you may have to apologize if you say something homophobic, but say the N-word. Let me see you go through a checklist then. Let me see you go through sitting down with black leaders. Now, I, let me see you sit down with, 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 with uh, Minister Farrakhan and, and, and talk about what you said and how what you said was wrong. I want to see that. You know, g g give us the same thing, you know? And th this whole, and, and BJ says, he says, you know, I hate the term woke. And I said, you know, it's crazy. I'm starting to hate it now because the way people use it, because it's used out of context. Anytime you say something, that's enlightening oh you just woke you fake woke you woke you woke been sleep for so long you can't let them lull you back to sleep because everybody's waking up to what's going on don't get mad at Kyrie because he's a little bit more enlightened about things and he has his own personal opinion just like you got your own personal opinion if you don't agree with it you know what you could do damn that's crazy and scroll past it Anything else? You doing too much. I'm glad to see Uncle Drew back. That's what I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see him back, and I hope it turns into something big for the Nets. Where he comes back, and I think they're still probably going to deal him at trade at the trade deadline. But let him ball out. Let that man make his money, and then kudos to him for donating sixty five thousand dollars to the GoFundMe for uh, Shaquella Robinson, the young lady who uh, was killed by her friends in Mexico. He didn't have to. He donated 50. He donated 15. 15 G's. Then he came back and donated another 50. And people had a problem with that. Why he donating all that money to them? They ain't going to do nothing but spend it. Why is it any of your business what that man does with his money? What he watches on his free time? What he believes in? Why is it anybody's business? Even if he puts it on social media, he's saying, hey, check this out. He ain't saying, hey, do this because I said so. Said, check it out and see what you think. That's it. I digress. Um, Final thoughts before we get out of here because I'm not even going to do it. This is our last show. Oh, I know what I wanted to do. Final thoughts. For final thoughts. Final thoughts. Go around the room. The holidays are here. Uh, favorite dish. 
of all time for the holidays. Favorite dish to have to eat, not to cook, but favorite dish to have to eat. As we both look bewildered. <laughs> um, um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to bring like it back, beans, man. Potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, chicken, you name it. <laughs> like, um, I'm. I don't have a. <laughs> A favorite uh per se. Um we're kind of my my family is kind of like uh non-traditional uh when it comes to Thanksgiving feast. So we definitely do a potluck. Uh, uh I'm doing gumbo, I'm doing dressing. Um, um I, we don't we don't necessarily have I don't have a favorite I guess the dressing with the cranberry sauce baby I, I, we eat we eat Damn. then what's so, what, what you like I mean in the past <clears throat> there was a we used to do a prime rib roast um, bone in prime rib roast uh, sear it up cook it out and then make it to order after that. Um, that was a meal that we used to do a lot. Um, now I don't know, but that's that's the throwback. Well, for me, since as long as I can remember, my mom's corn pudding. There you go. So it's always every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, it was a tradition growing up. My mom would make corn pudding. And I would go to my godmother's house after dinner and I would bring her a plate, but she already made me a corn pudding too. So I always got two corn puddings every holiday. So when my godmother passed six months later, my grandmother passed. So I told my mother, I was like, you got to take it up now. You got to do it. You got to make me two. So every year for the last 19 years, she's made me two corn puddings every holiday. This is the first year I can only get one because of health. Because I have to watch what I eat. So I can only get one this year. But she's going to do it. So she's going to cut the one in half. So it actually makes two. There you so. go. Oh. So Uh-oh. that must be a northern thing. Oh, fast. I'm coming. I, I got to wrap this thing up. I done took the daggone mic off. And we just we just here. Like, I got happy about corn. corn. Lord, I got happy about corn pudding. Look what happened. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. We are on a, what, five-day break? Yep. So until Sunday for the Sunday Rise, enjoy your holiday with your family, your friends, your loved ones, or enjoy it alone and relaxing and and resting because God knows we all need it. Um, Enjoy the three games. I think the Cowboys game is going to be – pretty good because it's going to see what the giants have to offer if they're for real or not uh i hear that they're going to do a dedication to john madden then on that game so six-legged turkeys for everybody um maybe even a turducken if you if you want it if you if that's your thing get your turducken so until what are you looking like that for you never had a turducken i've never had turducken i've never had corn pudding like, like I said, it must be a northern thing for for corn pudding. You know, turduckins come down there from where you at, right? It's a guy that makes turduckins and he ships them from down there. 
You know, that's some redneck shit. I'm just saying. I'm just going to go, go ahead and say, say that, like, because that's that's what it is. That is some redneck <sighs> shit. So, you. you I'm never going to apologize for what I say. I won't because I, huh? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm certain I could say things with so much more class, but, um, you know, what I say, I mean that shit. So I'll never apologize for what I say. I'm not asking you to apologize for it. I mean, just don't knock it till you try it. See what you got? You got the, 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 the chicken inside the turkey, and then the, the, the duck inside the, the chicken, and then you got stuffing inside of that. So you got your ducking and it's got six legs. First of all, let me go ahead and put you straight down. Down here, we don't eat no no damn stuffing. It's dressing. That's those type of stuffing shit. It's not. That's bullshit. That's, that's a northern thing. That's like, not what it is. Like, I that's, mean, I no. just have to. We're just gonna have to bring it down here, my doll, and oh. and just fully give you a Creole Cajun. You know, education because that, whoo, y'all be mm. eating some stuff up there. Don't, don't, don't get mad because my palate a little bit more sophisticated than yours. It's okay though. It's Your okay. Bullshit. Oh, oh, Dang. okay. Tell me how you feel. You know what? Tell me how you feel for real because that, I mean, she just rough for no reason, but it's okay. She's been spicy. It's all right. I told and, you, I've been really spicy the past few days. But I see, the thing know. is, I ain't do it. So, I'm going to go ahead and back off on like that. I took a break last weekend. Uh, you know, took a break like, like the last weekend, and i just been real spicy and kind of a little saucy since then. I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you have it. You got it. I'm going to bow out on this one. Enjoy y'all holiday. Uh, Sideline Junkies will be back on Sunday. Until then, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Bye.